first reading today is from Psalm 139. O oh Lord, you have examined my heart and you know everything about me. You know when I sit or stand, when far away you know my every thought. You chart the path ahead of me and tell me where to stop and rest. Every moment you know where I am. You know what I'm going to say before I even say it. You both proceed and follow me and place your hand of blessing on my head. This is too glorious, too wonderful to believe. I can never be lost to your spirit. I can never get away from my God. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the place of the dead, you are there. If I ride the morning winds to the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me. Your strength will support me. If I try and hide in the darkness, the night becomes light around me. For even darkness cannot hide from God. To you the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are both alike to you. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test my thoughts. Point out anything you find in me that makes you sad. And lead me down the path of everlasting life. Thanks be to God for these words. Amen. Our reading for today is taken from Matthew's Gospel, chapter 13, and verses 24 to 30, and then 36 to 43. He put before them another parable. The kingdom of heaven may be compared to someone who sowed good seed in his field. But while everybody was asleep, an enemy came and sowed weeds among the wheat, and then went away. So when the plants came up and bore grain, then the weeds appeared as well. And the slaves of the householder came and said to him, Master, did you not sow good seed in your field? Where then did these weeds come from? He answered them, An enemy has done this. The slave said to him, Then do you want us to go and gather them? But he replied, No, for in gathering the weeds you would uproot the wheat along with them. Let both of them grow together until the harvest, and at harvest time I will tell the reapers, Collect the weeds first, and bind them in bundles to be burned, but gather the wheat into my barn. Then he left the crowds, and went into the house. And his disciples approached him, saying, Explain to us the parable of the weeds of the field. He answered, The one who sows the good seed is the Son of Man. The field is the world, and the good seed are the children of the kingdom. The weeds are the children of the evil one. And the enemy who sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the age, and the reapers are angels. Just as the weeds are collected and burned up with fire, so will it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send his angels, and they will collect out of his kingdom all causes of sin and all evildoers. And they will throw them into the furnace of fire, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then the righteous 
will shine like the sun in the kingdom of their father. Let anyone with ears listen. May God help us to understand something of his word from that reading. Amen. Hindsight is a wonderful thing. Those times of introspection where you can look back at the whole expanse of life and think, how on earth did I get here? Would life have been different if, if I hadn't taken that job? If I hadn't met my significant other? If I hadn't become friends with that person who turned out to be a bad influence? How would life have altered? See, I think most people, most people, want their lives to be good lives. Most people want their community, their country and the world to be good, for it to flourish. So it can be dispiriting to look at the world and just note the imperfections, the myriad of things that are going wrong. And to think, how with the very best of intentions did we end up in all this mess? We want things to be ideal. And the shock of the dawning realisation of our personal failings, yet alone the systemic societal sins, can, if we are not careful, lead to paralysis. Jesus, in his parable of the weeds amongst the wheat, starts to address this issue for us. How do we respond to our own failings, recognising that they are also probably inextricably bound up with our strengths as well? Would tackling our failings do more harm than good? Likewise, would a strong confrontation with those harmful individuals who seek to choke human flourishing and draw vital resources to themselves that they damage the rest of the harvest, would challenging them and uprooting them damage too much of what we actually do want to preserve? Maybe there's something in all of this parable about the need to pick our battles carefully. Sometimes... The problem of evil seems to be overwhelming. The age-old question, why does an all-powerful and loving God allow evil not only to exist, but also to flourish? And maybe for some of us, we've been asking in the midst of all of this, how could God allow this pandemic to happen? Sometimes evil appears inexplicable. The enemy who sows weeds among the wheat is not explained, but simply is. Evil sometimes appears unavoidable. Let's face it, those weeds are completely intermingled with the wheat. And also sometimes evil appears to be irresistible. The weeds cannot be removed from the wheat because to do so will put the wheat at risk as well. When Jesus talks in parables, he says the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven is like. It's like. It's like the man who sows good seed in his ground, the man who does the right thing, 
that then somehow weeds appear. And you would think that there would be no weeds in God's kingdom, but it is not so straightforward, just as you would hope that only good people will end up in church, but that doesn't seem to always happen either. Bad things happen, and it can be very hard to sort out the good from the bad. Of course, we are sometimes tricked because things or people are not what they first seem to be. There are those weeds that are very easy to identify, while others have the knack of blending in. I say all of this, of course, desperately trying to sound like an expert on gardening, but really I haven't got a clue. I'm the worst gardener in the world. Apparently, this parable, if you go back to the original text, it refers to a particular weed, which apparently is called bearded darnel. It's not referring to weeds in general. Darnel is slightly poisonous, it causes sickness, and even a small amount of it has an unpleasant and bitter taste. When it first grows, darnel closely resembles wheat, so it is impossible at first to distinguish between them. When both had headed out, it was easy to do so, but by that time the roots are so intertwined that the darnel cannot be weeded out without tearing the wheat to do so. Both must be left to grow together until the harvest time and then it is a slow, laborious task to separate them. And unsurprisingly, of course, that ended up being a job that women ended up having to endure. They would have to pick out the darnel, which was similar in shape and size to wheat, but it was a different colour. All of Jesus' followers would have known about this when they first heard Jesus offer this parable. And it would have formed for them a strong image of the difficulty in separating the good, the bad and the ugly in this life. The children of the evil one mentioned in verse 38 are not easily recognisable. But in the end, the father will separate the good wheat from the poisonous. Even when we try to sow the good... The bad still mysteriously happens. So while God will have the final say, here and now, things are sometimes mixed and confusing. So apparently we have to make the best of it and try not to allow the good to be strangled out by the bad. For the farmer, his aim ultimately is to protect the good. The parable seems to suggest that the problem of good and evil is addressed only at the end times, whatever that might mean. So how do we respond in the here and now? Is it the lot for each of us and for society in general that those with malign intent will succeed in damaging the innocent and vulnerable? Is there nothing we can do? Here I want to talk of another parable from Matthew's Gospel, 
which is somewhat similar to the one that we have today. It also is a scene of judgment at the end of times where people are sorted out in this new parable like sheep and goats as opposed to wheat and weeds. There the goats are the people of indifference whereas the sheep are ones of compassion and healing. God's judgment is firm to those who are unmoved by the plight of the children of God. Those who would, for example, proclaim all lives matter in response to the Black Lives Matter movement. Those who would ignore the rising levels of hunger and homelessness in our community. They stand in rich vein of God's judgment just as God's judgment will also stand firm against those who are willfully corrupt, the bully, the despot, and the greedy. But I think in and amongst this parable that we have for today, Jesus is saying that there are some things that we can do. Firstly, that we can be people of compassion people of good, people who are moved by the plight of others and seek to alleviate their sufferings as much as possible. But I think there's also something in this parable about judgment. Are we the ones who are fit to judge? Or is it a case that maybe we need to leave that up to somebody significantly better qualified than each of us. In the harvests of our lives, maybe we need to reflect upon the fact that we have a few too many weeds in there as well that will need to be sorted out. That we are not the wonderful people we often think we are, that we do say and think unkind and hurtful things, that all make Jesus sad? How can we attack the weeds when at times our behaviour might to the onlooker lead them to conclude that we have the character of the person in the middle between Bill and Ben? Are we no better than little weeds ourselves at times? So what do we do about the problem of good and evil. Maybe first we need to look at ourselves and recognise that we too will have to go before God and to be judged. So maybe we need to leave the judgment up to God and to instead ourselves reflect upon our weaknesses and try and work on them as much as possible. To try to root out within ourselves those things which are malign, which cause damage to others. And maybe we need to be people who strive just that bit harder to follow the rule of John Wesley, that we do all the good we can by all the means we can, in all the ways we can, to all the people we can, for as long as ever we can. Let us strive for goodness in our own lives 
and in doing so may the kingdom come. A kingdom where there is judgment, but maybe it's not up to us to do that and to leave that to God. So may God give us the strength this week to strive for goodness and to seek a little less judgment from ourselves. Amen.